0: All right, welcome to Pass the Mic for Friday, March 31st, last Friday in March, episode 65. Mike Pioti here on a Spring Break Zoom. Joining me, Mr. Michael Gervasi.
1: Never retire put my mic on the shelf. The baddest rapper in the history of a rap itself. Not bitter or mad, just proving I'm bad. You want to hit, give me an hour plus a pen and a pad. Hmm. Hmm. I think you're going to get this one. Give it some thought. Oh, man. I'll give you a hint. Hold on. This song has been on past the mic before.
0: The, the song second. has been on past the mic. Yeah, the second
1: time I've done this one.
0: It's it MC Hammer?
1: <laughs> Not MC Hammer. It's LL Cool Day on Bad.
0: Oh, you used the same song before as an intro? I, or just?
1: I did, but I put the, as the intro, but I put, you know, um, a part that I thought you would get this. I just heard this song pulling into my driveway today and I thought, man, that's a cool part. So I thought I'd do that. Sorry. That's all right. That's all right. Not the first Uh, time you've disappointed me.
0: No, but I've been pretty yeah, it won't be the last either, that's for sure. Um feedback from last week, our famous cheater episode, I did I posted a little picture of Joey Greco, host of the classic TV show Cheaters, uh, to sort of uh prep the show. Um and it's interesting, I actually had someone uh I'm not gonna name the staff member, but a staff member brought me a paper that was clearly written using uh, the chat uh, GBT technology. Mm-hmm. Awful, uh, uh, you would have to be a robot not to guess that this wasn't not written by any human being. Now, yeah. I don't know if this person used the cheapest version they could find out there or whatever, but uh, you know we sort of talked about it last week that you get to know your kids, you know their vocabulary and one or two words could pop up. The problem that I noticed with this actual piece of writing Is that they tend to repeat things over and over this, this mechanic, you know, to whatever you say you want addressed to these computers overcompensate saying things way more often that need to be said, you know, And, and a part of that, like when I teach, when I taught writing and my motto for writing and my motto for everything is, is less is more. If you yeah. can get your point across and if you can get your, what you need to get across in it. Cause you know, all the time, people, Oh, six to eight pages long, please. You know, like they everyone's always worried about length, whether it be a speech or a paper. And my philosophy is if you can communicate what you want to communicate and the information comes across and you do it well enough, I've had very well written page and a half papers that are well done. And I've had awful eight page papers on yeah, the same topic. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's where this sort of like people will get caught up and it was clearly on this, like it was just trying to add links. So did you get any other feedback on,
1: uh, no, just, uh, not much actually. At least I least say no, but then I contradict kind of myself, I guess. Uh, but yeah, very little, but everybody was kind of in agreement. Like if you don't want, you don't want kids to cheat, don't send stuff home because I told my little anecdote about yeah. in high school. Um, well, I mean, group or, I mean, stuff you send home or take home tests or quizzes the minute
0: you do that. I mean, yeah, you're opening up. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Rocky Georgie, who, are un, who is now unemployed, bypassed the mic. Uh, texted me last night with one of my other classmates that was back in that same group that had the famous calculator, and the, the text message said something like, "Stop cheating in pre-algebra," and oh, yeah. uh, and it wasn't pre-algebra. For the record, I made algebra by the time I was in ninth grade. I wasn't. In pre- it was chemistry, where the uh, cheating took place on mm-hmm. the calculator.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, we did get a lot of feedback too on our commercials. Miss um, Torres is Team Mayhem. Did yeah. you get any other? Did anybody else reach out to you about?
1: Uh, Max agrees. Actually, we had that conversation though. Max agrees about uh, mayhem. Also, I gotta say, Max was very upset with us. He felt like he was attacked right from the start of the show. So we're not here to hurt people's feelings, especially regularly. No, no, no.
0: And he does. Max, we're, all- we're
1: very sorry if we hurt your feelings.
0: Yeah. And all kidding aside, he does do a great job in that role he's in uh, down there. Uh, and, and shoemate. So all kidding aside, yeah. I wouldn't want. Oh, to yeah, yeah, it. yeah, so, absolutely. That is a lot of work. That is a lot of work. Uh Mike of the week. It is opening day. We're recording this on Thursday the 30th. We're a little last minute here. We're recording this yeah. on Thursday the 30th. It's opening day. Do you realize that?
1: I, In fact, I was listening a little bit today. The Tigers offense picked right back up where it left off last year. You know,
0: I, I was the one that made the post on our Facebook page. I yeah, put the yeah, game yeah. on on the TV, and I had the best nap today on my couch ever with that going in the like, I just saw Obviously, I didn't miss any wild offense, you know, and uh, had a great nap. The Pirates are currently playing right now in, at, at Riverfront State or whatever, uh, Great American Ballpark, I believe, is the name in Cincinnati. Uh, the Reds and Pirates, two top-notch Major League Baseball teams that are going to be vying for to avoid 90 to 100 losses. Uh,
1: the I, worst thing that's going to happen. Little, uh interesting fact here a couple things actually well we'll get into baseball in a second but uh ken griffey jr this year will be the fourth highest paid member of this <laughs> max at, actually yep. told me that earlier. he said third but it's actually the he'd be the
0: he'd probably be the highest paid pirate
1: i'm sure he would be yeah
0: pirate. without question yeah yeah <laughs> well um, um we're getting uh, go, go ahead i'm sorry i didn't mean to cut. yeah
1: yeah what do you think that the, so the tiger game today was two hours and 15 minutes what do you think and i, of, sl- I uh, slept through about an hour and fifteen. yeah minutes, right right well how do you like the new rules i think it, they're kind of cool i don't mind it moving faster uh
0: you know when it seems like when i'm at a game i don't mind as much like tv it's agree, you know, like because if you're paying especially if it's like a nice night it sort of will be like sort of a bummer if it's a nice night but i get it i think it needs to be done because tv i don't know who these animals are that watch baseball games in their entirety on tv i, I you know we joke around about falling asleep on the couch and whatnot but I, I, could you imagine like watching like 60 70 of those a year
1: well, my uh, so, can my, my my stepdad, Mike, he DVRs every single game, but he he, he thinks he's beating the system because he'll he'll watch after uh, after the game starts so he can skip the commercials. But he will watch every single pitch of all 162. Oh, I don't man. get it, man. man. I I don't understand. I mean, I mean, I
0: teams. I love the NFL and I I watch Red Zone on Sundays. You know what I mean? I watch the abridged version of stuff there. So, but. I'm getting all the way back to our mic. I'm going to have my mic. Oh, yeah, 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 Mike. Okay. Yeah. So, joking around about the Pirates, but one of their two little hints of greatness since 1980, uh, the more recent one a few years ago with Andrew McCutcheon and the company, who's now back, but back when I was in high school, they had some very good teams in the you know, the Barry Bonds, Bobby Bonilla, who still gets a check from the Mets, uh, Doug Drabeck, and Jim their Leland. Catcher, Jim Leland oh, their yeah. catcher at that time was Mike LaVallier. Yeah. Uh, he was with the Pirates. hair, teams. right?
1: Yeah, Long-haired eighty-seven guy, yeah. to
0: ninety-three. I called him Spanky, a um, little pudgy little guy. Uh, really good defensive catcher. Really, really couldn't hit, but he was great with the pitching staff. Uh, but that was right in that prime era of when I was in high school and was following the Pirates. Okay,
1: so I got to ask you because, and I know we've talked about this play before. When when he okay, so Sid Bream's stumbling along the bases as he's yes. rounding very slowly, and that that. He had game. no fault in this. He had no
0: fault in this play. He did nothing. No, about. I
1: mean, game seven was that him waiting patiently for the wiffle ball? The, to the, catch, yeah, he was. He was their
0: starting. He was their starting catcher. He was their day-to-day catcher.
1: Man, like. I bet you Barry Bonds. It was Bonds that threw the ball, right? I believe it was him. Was it him
0: or? But Badi- what did it go?
1: I, well, but Benito wasn't on that team. Oh, okay. He was already gone to the Mets. Yeah, I think it was Bonds. Whoever it was, man, that ball could not be able to throw out Sid Bream no. at home, but man Sid was slow and he was a former pilot yeah,
0: yeah he was he was slow man whew, whew, yeah. my goodness okay but there's our Mike of the week Mike Lavalier. happy opening day to everybody
1: hey um, I gotta ask you too have you watched I, I did tune in the other day to watch Cabrera try to beat out a, a, a ground ball in the infield man is he he's a big fella now
0: he is I mean it's funny to go back and watch that Marlins World Series it's like two different people
1: like he he ain't his old self i'm sorry yeah, but you know no what, whatever, whatever. I'm, i have no
0: place to talk at all but he's a you know no, good for, you mean, know what i will i will say this he you know he, he's gonna play out his final career year here yeah he's not a great not, hitter. Uh, yes uh you know and that's the way major league baseball works that's the way their contracts work you don't get to make you don't make a lot of money when 100%. you're young yeah
1: i and I, you gotta, you're right and you, he you was have a great tiger he wanted yeah. to be here, you know. I, I got to stop making fun of him so much, but man, it has been a long five or six years. That's with a, that that guy. a long.
0: That's a, they can they have an option for one more if they want. I
1: think
0: yeah. they can be good <laughs> option for. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, but the good news. Speaking of uh, the Tigers, though, and Chris Illich, uh, the Detroit City Council approved an expansion to the District Detroit. So yeah. eight new parking <laughs> eight new parking lots will probably be made. Here you go. I'll let you handle that, yeah. So eight new parking lots probably coming to that area of Detroit. That's great news for everybody looking to park their car somewhere. All right, um, education topic this week. We thought um, there's been a lot of news stories, and I noticed like on you, if you go to your Facebook memories, right, isn't it funny to see like what happened where you were three years ago, like during the yeah. COVID lockdowns and because, mm-hmm. um, you know, and what you were doing and taking walks and drive by birthday parties and everything. Well, uh, previous to that, but what would you say about a year or two before that all went down? Um, we were all provided with a copy of a book, Inevitable. Yeah, I'd say probably two years before. Yeah, it was sort of like a summer read, right? Or like we, yeah, it was a summer read, and we t- spent some time in professional development and staff meetings talking about it. Well, basically, it was the premise of the book for those of you that don't want to go out and read it was that education, the old school method of six days a week, six hours a day, every kid goes to these classes, core classes, was inevitably going to change and run out to this new system of methods to deliver education right 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 if that was the I mean that, that I mean, I'm giving the abridged version here there's a lot. yeah of I mean
1: stuff. I, I guess I would uh simplify it and just say it was more an education system more tailored to each individual student yes as individual the math. math and and
0: and in all honesty most of us sort of chuckled at it and said this, yeah. this is never going to happen we don't have the staffing we don't have the finances for this we don't have the. we can barely get done what we need to get done with the kids we have now um, how are we supposed to customize and get all these other options for these right. students when we can't even, we're barely running to, uh, you know, we're, we're, we, we were we're right at the point of where we're providing everything we can fully staffed at where we are. And this just sure. can't work. And all of a sudden COVID happens, right? COVID happens. And, you know, in Gibraltar, we did always have like a vocational program, right? We had So mm-hmm. DCTC, if you wanted to do some things that Carlson didn't offer, you could go to there. Every one occasionally, right? There'd be a few kids that would be on like an independent plan, or maybe doing something on, online, right? Or you know, something that like a college dual enrolled, off right? Camp, you know, you know, very. I, I would say what like about a handful of kids a year, right? Nothing yeah. crazy, nothing major, no, no, nothing major. Well, then COVID hits, and thankfully we were in a place where we were already one to one, you know. So every kid had a Chromebook, so we were right. already ahead of the game, and um, you know that that. So, every kid when they went home had the ability to do work remotely
1: and they did work, work remotely. And then. And, and let me interrupt you real fast, too. The, the fact of the matter is, too, we had kids with that dual enrollment, some kids in college. That was like stagnant. We had kids doing that for a few years and the, the numbers never, they just kind of stayed the same. It was a handful of kids, one Nothing section. Was changing. And no. for four or five years, like it was just kind of at status quo um so go on I I didn't know and then all of a
0: sudden COVID pops and hits and um and I guess what we're going to be talking about today is uh basically what we're here to discuss is how COVID and coming back from COVID and how we came back from COVID how that changed education and almost made inevitable a lot of what they talk about actually what's going on right now in our building right Right. so why don't you talk about what your experience is and then i'll just tell you what mine is and we'll go from there and maybe see what we're gonna where do you think this goes 10 years from now so reading
1: the book i remember first off spoiler alert if you you don't you know if you don't want me to spoil the book uh, you know turn, turn us off now come back in five minutes but they follow a fictional character um who has a very almost college like schedule the way monday and wednesday is set up the way tuesday and thursday is set up and i remember thinking to myself at the start man there's, this is great but i don't see you know it would be troublesome for me like my daughter being a ninth grader now you have a son who's a tenth grader i don't know how you feel about this but i wouldn't really think she'd be ready to set her own schedule that way and um i remember thinking that you you find out later in the book this character is, is make believe he's a fictional character but this is the direction education is going to go. And so I really thought to myself, this is interesting, but I, I do, I think this is pie in the sky. I think it assumes every kid is is as mature as this fictional character is, and it's a fictional character for a reason. Uh, and I remember we talked about it as a staff, and a few staff members who had kids who, who were in high school thought the same thing. Like, yeah, this would be good for, Rob Raymond mentioned, this would be very good for my daughter, you know, but, I, you know, Cal, my son, a little more aloof, a little bit, you know, I'm not sure he could handle it. And so it was kind of like, that was the general feeling. And I, again, it sounded great on paper, but it just didn't sound realistic. But obviously, then, you know, obviously, again, COVID sort of has made this a complete reality. The book is totally what we're living now in a lot of ways uh, for a lot of kids. You know, we see it all the time. I see students, you know, in in the library, different hours, just sorting, setting their own educational schedule with their given classes that they have and then going to you know their fourth hour fifth hour as normal you know the conventional you know brick and mortar so to speak um and you know i think of, of a book i read there and i've mentioned him before this author yval noah harari wrote uh you know a brief history of the past and he did one of the present and one of the future. And one of the things he talked about in this book, which, again, seemed very unrealistic for me, and I, I think this is about four years old, was robots teaching the classroom. And, and I still don't think it's going to happen. But One of the things he mentioned in there I thought was really interesting is, and Mike, I want you to think about this. Obviously, you've lost touch with the classroom, but think back when you were in the classroom. You ask a class, you know, how many of you understand this? Very rarely do you get a kid that raises their hand and says, "No." you know. No, you got to read the room. Right, this robot would be able to see a class and, and look at the the parameters of your face and figure out if you understand something or not. Like a lie
0: detector test.
1: Yeah, and, and and cater the education to each specific student that way. Um, and again, it, it that sounds unrealistic. But again, what we're living with now sounded unrealistic four or five years ago. So, you know, I, I don't know if that's the direction we go. Maybe there's some sort of collaboration between artificial intelligence teaching and the classroom teacher because there's still you know the kids will even say well that sounds good but the classroom connection with the teacher is more important you know and and so yeah. i think there's but that could be something down the road that we'd we, all get we'd be, all get
0: a robot aid i
1: I, I, I mean i'm seriously the papers i guess what's me the about away. <laughs> what frightened me about that book was the fact that this robot would be able to teach a lot more students at once. And it almost sounded like, I'm going to have to revisit the book. I actually gave it to Jessica, but it almost sounded like, almost like a Zoom-like setting uh, before we knew what Zoom yeah. was. I don't know if Zoom had been met yet, but that's how this robot would be teaching the class. So I just wonder if that's something like some sort of hybrid model or something like that is where we go down the road, um, you know, and, and kind of combining what I read from that book with with Inevitable. So- remember. 2001 a space odyssey right yeah a long time yeah. but yeah yeah, yeah you
0: do be careful with those robots do you i i <laughs> still they not need to keep one teacher around on a segue probably cliff mentor and all of us will just be replaced by robots
1: <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about okay
0: <laughs> so uh you know i think a good point you raise is first of all it went from being like a niche small thing of like a few kids here and there that would go their own path to now we have a whole school lake shore which was around pre-covid so we have a whole virtual school grades k through 12 right like so if a kid doesn't even want to step foot into a classroom and they right. want to be like a gymnast a things that require a lot of time outside of school gymnast dancer sure. uh, right. other things um you know it used to always be the uh, quote unquote you know if there's a teen pregnancy what do we do with this uh, student mm-hmm. that got pregnant well now it's much more of you know, this is what this is for. It's not, that's not what this alternative path is for. I think back to, we have many ninth graders right now that are taking an online like sign language course or something, you know, back when we read this book, okay, maybe the most advanced of the Vance can do this online stuff. We trust it to anybody that wants to take it. They're in the library now working.
1: Right, right. Um,
0: There's many of them that are ninth grade, 10th grade. My son is in 10th. He's signing up to do the dual enrolled college next year. Chloe took many of those. I highly suggested them as the AP coordinator, more so than the AP classes. Don't come at me, College Board, but I think that's just a better route. Um, and those classes, you know, Nate was already asking me. He's like, "So how does it work? Do we meet?" I go, "No, you don't meet five days. You know, it's it's third hour in your advisory, and you're like either two or three days a week. The other two days, you have nothing. Some of those kids sit in the library, some go home for you know do whatever. But it's it's this freedom that." is now here it's are all parts of inevitable here no not yet obviously but many parts that we were poo-pooing a few years ago you know I, yeah. I, I did i did myself i said there's no way this is happening right and now it's here and it's not only here it's not just aimed you know people think oh that must just be for the college-bound
1: kids it's not just aimed for the college no it's kids. everybody it's anybody that wants it the kids,
0: co- co- yeah kid. Ninth
1: great kids who you would like i said i didn't think my Kids would be able to handle it. I, I certainly didn't think that the student in the book would. Most kids would be that oh, way. We, we have ninth graders doing it, and they're doing fine. No, and and the counselors do a great job. Um, you know, I,
0: you know, our people that do sort of the online stuff, uh, Kelly Sims and um, Evie Crampton does some, do some work. You know, with these students that are taking. You know, a lot of these classes are AP classes that. Um, are we don't offer, we, we you know, we couldn't offer AP micro right. macroeconomics. Right. No, we didn't have the staffing to do it. Well, now these kids can take that online. And there's a lot of fear on our end. I know staffing was like, oh, they're gonna lay us all off because everyone's gonna be online. And that's really not what happened. We're still, we haven't lost any staff. We're still full to the brim. It's just that some students are able to, maybe instead of taking another elective or repeat that they really didn't want, that really wasn't gonna help them in any way, they're able to take something that is going to prepare them for the next level. I, th- I personally think that's great. And um, I, again, I fully admit three, four years ago, I was like this, there's no way. And now I love it. I love it in the library, which they redid. And part of the reason they put all this money into it was because they wanted a place where kids could come to work on all these right. things. It's not just a place every once in a while. So I have kids every day, every hour that use it as a place to work to, to, they, they use the conference rooms to get in zoom meetings with online professors or instructors. And it's, totally different. And if anything, as years go down, as the years move on the on the road, I think more and more students, you know, are going to look into look into yeah, doing sure. that. And I think there's gonna be more and more programs offered. I think it's, uh, it doesn't hurt our staffing at all. I think there's, uh, we have plenty of classes that are full that have to be there, but what it does is it gives some freedom to students. And I'm sure that, does every student succeed and do great in it? And I'm sure there's some that, oh, whoa, this wasn't for me. I'm not doing it next year or I'm not doing it next semester. And they fix and they solve the problem, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So um, we'd love to hear what other people that work in other buildings, like how much I, that's what I really want to know. Like, are we, I know like Woodhaven is very similar to us too. Cause that was part of like, you know, we sort of follow what they do. They have a commons area basically. That's what a lot of these schools are going to, right? Yeah. Like it used to be pre COVID there's nobody there's six hours of the day. You're in a room for six hours. The only time you're not in that room is going to lunch or the bathroom. Right. Like, and now it's almost more of like a college feel, Um, where you have just a commons area where people can go to work because they don't have an out class six hours a day six days a week right right they have and we let people that's and i think that's another reason why they redid the cafeteria furniture so nice it's not just tables and chairs right that's a place it's it's much more of a lounge like feel so kids are able to go down there and work there's wi-fi available you know it's it, it, it's man 10 years ago can you or even like when we first started could you imagine like telling lads like all these kids would be leaving the building to go Oh man he would or he would have locked his mind like just i used to have to like every kid that came to the library i'd be like where's your pass where yeah. are you coming from now right. i don't you come in and if you know i don't granted could there be skippers that are dupluses sure yes in, but yeah there, there is but that's you know it's because 98 percent of the people in there are supposed to be there so right um Again, yeah, I just love to hear what other schools are experiencing or what your own kids are experiencing. I'm happy. I'm again, I was uh, uh, I was skeptical early, but now I think it's definitely a good thing I, yeah. as a parent, as a parent, I definitely think it's a good thing. because like I said, what I like is like my son's gonna be able to experience a college class now next year at no cost out of our pocket. He's going to have college credit, and he's going to, you know, and again, no, not 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 knocking any other elective or whatever but this is something that I think is important for what he wants to do. Right. You think right. Do you think your daughter's going to end up taking like one of those down the road? I
1: am going to strongly encourage it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, I also, you know, I, I hope I this, the, the whole AP thing, you know, I, I do want to say, give a little plug for the AP just because, and not, not to count, I, I know how you feel about the college board, but I do think, you know, just being in the AP classes in our school it, it's such a different atmosphere in those classes. Yep. I do want to plug them, and I, I know you were your your attack was directed somewhere else, right? And, and
0: my problem with it too is, I I think the AP, if you're really good in a subject area, you should take those classes. So if you're a really good English person yes. or you're a really good social studies person, you know you should take those classes. You should not be taking. There's a out of if we have 1,100 kids and our graduating class like 200 to 300 kids, there should not be. 30 kids taking five AP classes the statistic it's just not statistically accurate but I I can't stop people from doing what they want to do because they get a grade point boost but again like my daughter took the one she was strong in and but didn't take everything and that's Mm -hmm. fine you know it's I I, again they are good you're right they help prepare you as well like Nate is also taking like an AP U.S. history I believe because he's that's something he's good at he's good at social studies he's probably not going to take the AP English class you know because his writing isn't as great as his social studies mind is, I guess. Right, right. Again, I don't want to, I'm not knocking the whole program. It serves a purpose. I think when people, um I think the college board takes advantage of people sure. um, no, I, with, I, false, I, with false claims. So, right. All right. So it is spring break week for uh, us as well. We last year we traveled the world. This year we traveled downriver. Um, so we are home this week. Um, Nate at one point pulled up, I guess on Snapchat, you can see a map of where all your friends are. And like the state of Florida was just covered with little bitmojis of people that, you know? Yeah, yeah, Am I right? Yeah, like sound like the boomer guy. So I thought, okay, what a great topic for us this week to be overrated, underrated, the state of Florida. Some people love it. Some people hate it. Some people are indifferent, but a lot of Michigan people go there for spring break. It seems to be like the norm, right? Like 75, that's, that's the way it goes. So with that, what do you have? How many times have you been to Florida in your life before we start this? Can
1: you roughly? I mean, more I than think two? I'm only twice.
0: I know. I only, twice. only twice.
1: I think. I didn't really have to stop and really think about it. Maybe, maybe three times. Actually, three okay. times.
0: Man, I would have to. Now that I think about it, I've actually been a lot because I went as a kid to Disney with my mom and you know my parents, and then I did a wedding when I was like in high school and my cousin got married down there. Then I did Disney twice with the kids, just us. And then Rice, Dr. Rice, took us one time. That's a third time. Then I did. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've been, actually been a lot. I've been to a Steeler Tampa game. I've been to – we did oh, a man. baseball trip. The baseball trip where Dr. Rice got called out
1: by Ramon Colon. Former Tiger pitcher.
0: Former We were right behind him. Man, what, I, I what guess did, I what, mean, did,
1: what did Colon say?
0: I cannot say. We'd lose our family family, oh, and I don't know okay. the people. Just asking. All right. Uh, he was not happy with Mr. Rice asking Dolzema <laughs> <laughs> for autograph, not, not, and Not Ramon. Oh, Ramon man, was,
1: Race has amazing impact on everybody.
0: Yeah, Joel Zamaya—that's a name from the past.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, that that's was a good hire team
0: there. All right, so with that, uh, what do you have for overrated Florida?
1: All right, so I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna really take I- I'm taking this one in my own direction, and I I have to because I just took my daughter to get her teeth cleaned, and so. My underrated is going to be, Mike, I've am i done my research, and I'm thinking outside the box here, and I'm not a sheep. So I'm going to take this topic and run with it, all right? Um, all right. It's yours. My over, but I, No, I, I'm going over here. My overrated, though, is just going there itself. Um, so many people go at once. You talked about the travel, um, you know, tra- traveling down there and how you don't like dealing with the the crowds and all that stuff. Well, that's your entire trip when you go. I remember especially Disney, this time of year spring break time yes and granted Disney was not during spring break but we went to Disney I just remember g- getting on the buses at the end of the night and every single adult just looked absolutely miserable every single one sweaty and smelly and just miserable so I'm just going Florida in general um the crowds and it's not, yeah and you know I went I went to St. Pete Beach and spent some time at Clearwater Beach my senior year and it was cool it, it, it was nice uh, I don't think those are I I know they're hot spots But I don't think, you know, they're not Panama or Daytona or wherever else MTV used to go. But, you know, it was it was a decent time. But I remember even at that time, it was just like, what is this? This isn't all it's cracked up to. We could have just done this somewhere else, you know. But so I'm just saying Florida in general. And, you know, there's the whole state's overrated. The whole I remember 88.7 used to do a bit, you know, every morning where they would say this happened in Florida and you know there was always some anecdotal and i'm sure selective cherry picking story about only this could happen in florida but it, it, the whole thing in general so i'm i'm going to florida man you painted a broad brush
0: my overrated is going to be the orlando area uh when there's so much i think other things better outside of there like cuz the problem is you go to orlando and you're sort of stuck in the middle of the, it's a swamp right and it's you're 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 at the you're, it's amusement park central right like yeah and I get it, man. I'm not, you know, we had, uh, they've, Disney has made their money and I have did it. Like I said, I did it. My mom took us there with my grandma when I was a kid. We did two trips with the kids. I said, we're done. Um, and, I, and I am done. And it was fine. There's other people that go all the time. I'm not here to, you know, whatever brings other people joy that doesn't break the law, that's fine with me. It's none of my business.
1: Mm-hmm. But I just
0: think that area, that part of town to me, if I had to pick, like if you said, here's, four or five thousand dollars you want a trip to anywhere in florida i would avoid that area i would avoid that like i would not that would be a place that i would not want to go um because i think there's other areas and i'll get to that am i underrated okay that i would go so i think that's like the part, but i think that's where a lot of people go and that's their thing i get it not my thing not my thing okay but i'm not but i'm not a big amusement but i'm not a big amusement park guy in general like even like that's not my thing i just don't find other than eating there i know this is going to shock the listeners i joke around with my kids all the time like cedar point if they sold a pass like a band that you didn't get to ride any rides but you could just go eat the food i'd be all i'd be have no problem with that
1: cedar point food well
0: i'm just saying good food like carnival you know like food like that you know cheese on a stick okay I have a, cheese fr- nice. the cheese fries are really good too
1: at cedar point
0: yeah but i haven't been there in years so i don't know okay all right what's your underrated since the whole state's overrated i don't know what you're going to give us as
1: underrated yeah so i okay so listen like i said i was at the dentist today with my daughter and um the her her the person cleaning her teeth mentioned that her daughter was her and her friends were trying to find somewhere in florida to go and there was like nowhere so they went to new york so i'm going new york, underrated new york city New York state new york city yes they're staying right okay. uh, right outside central park Nice. And I've never heard this before. Like I, I've heard of like the band going. Um, yeah. So I'm, I know you said Florida, but I thought this was so cool that they did this. So and avoiding
0: Florida is your underrated.
1: Avoiding Florida is my underrated. And, <laughs> and here's the thing. Here's the thing. So my thought was, well, the weather though, it's it's chilly, and it's pro- I, I yeah. can't imagine New York's that drastically different today than here. But she said they're having the best time. Uh, they're so glad they did this, and they I've never heard this um as a, a
0: senior city, class trip so yeah hey that's uh you know teach their own i mean i, I love your overrated as the whole state and your underrated is avoiding the state that's avoiding great.
1: going in and, and again we're i we're not going to
0: be the florida tourism bureau is not going to be sponsoring the past the my podcast no and
1: i you know our regular listeners the page are going to be all upset with us and uh, maybe you know elizabeth will tune us out for a bit they and, were in uh they're in so, universal they were, were my overrated they right. were in universal I'm sure the Burr guys are going to let us have a little bit too. Uh, you know, Bill always has something to say, but this is, uh, uh, you know, I I think it's pretty cool. I thought, I love New York City. I've been there twice. Um, so I thought that was cool. I, I think that's interesting. And it happened today. It's almost like I have to, I had to bring that to pass the mic.
0: Okay. Well,
1: there you go. That's fine. Um, my underrated sort of ties in with my overrated, as I
0: sort of hinted to that. If I, you know, almost if I had the five thousand dollar prize, right? I think the Gulf Coast area of, and you mentioned uh, Clearwater, St. Pete Beach, um, even up. And that was West that 200. was going to be
1: my underrated. That was yeah, that like
0: was. like uh, the the for us here in Michigan to to me that's like the nicest beach area within close travel, ocean travel, all right, Ocean beach, okay. I, you, I've given my philosophy on Myrtle Beach and the whole East Coast. I mean, that's night and day compared to like. Clearwater, um, you know, um, Clearwater beach, St. Petersburg. And then I haven't been to Destin. I know my sister and a bunch of our coworkers are there right now, I believe, right? Rocky and company. Yeah. Um, um, I hear that's beautiful up there too. We went a few years ago, we drove down there. Um, it was nice cause all it was, it wasn't crowded. It was just, you get up, you go to the beach, you can walk up and down the little strip. There's yeah restaurants that you can go into with just a t-shirt on and a pair of shorts, you know, I didn't have to, um, I always think back to like, what what was that movie with John Candy, uh, Summer Rental, where you know it wasn't anywhere fancy like that, where you had to like worry about the locals and all this stuff. So the Gulf Coast, I mean, you can't deny, especially for us that are living through this crappy weather up here. Oh, yeah. The weather that that is beautiful down there to get some sun, and it's drivable, and it's it used to be reasonable. But as more and more people move into the state, Florida, that was the other thing about Florida too. It used to be a reasonable travel destination from here right right? like you could fly into a lot of the places out of detroit metro but the problem is is that it's it's getting so i mean everywhere's expensive i hate to sound like you know get off my lawn guy i mean i'm looking at stuff right now trying to find somewhere to go this summer everything is expensive everything Mm -hmm. like maybe cedar point will be have to be where i have to go (laughs) i don't know but uh but that gulf coast is very nice i've you know uh uh, I highly recommend it if you're if you're looking for a beach vacation and you're deciding, like I said, if you had to, if you're like, hmm, should I go to Myrtle Beach or should I go to the Gulf Coast of Florida? I'm gonna tell you to go to the Gulf Coast of Florida. I, yeah, screen, and again,
1: too. like I said, I was going that was gonna be my underrated, but this thing with New York happened today, so yeah, yeah, that's fine. All right, awesome. All right, you got a hot mic take for us? Yeah, I was gonna, right, I was gonna hold off on this with with our guest next week, but I, it's 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 fresh on our minds. Um, so th- this thing in Nashville happened this week oh yes we didn't even yeah, yeah. I, i'm not even gonna go into the statistics i've heard this year that are absolutely disgusting uh the, the number of school shootings that have been this year but it's it, it's astronomical um and i heard a politician and i'm not gonna we have our political beliefs and you know you and i are pretty yeah. similar but I'm is not this a guy even, that says we're not going to solve this problem yeah and I yeah, think I mean, that's
0: imagine imagine if we said that in our industry
1: oh my god and, and test scores are bad be... hey we're
0: not going to solve this problem too bad yeah
1: we're going to stick our heads in the sand i that that's got to be a litmus test for a voter if you if if the politician you're voting for says I, I don't know that we're not solving this it's a, it's going to have if somebody's crazy enough yeah. to do this what are you gonna, yeah. that has to be a person that's got to go if you, if you yeah. that's your answer to this yeah. you got to go it, and you got to go if it,
0: whatever your political when I saw that
1: and whatever your
0: political beliefs may be if, if, if that is unacceptable for anyone in any field any field if you, if you go to the McDonald's up the road yeah and say you know your Coke machine I you know you gave me the wrong Coke. It's diet again. We've done this four times. He's like, "Hey, I, I can't solve right. this problem."
1: Right. That, that that McDonald's worker should be fired. All right. Like like. What I, more I, do you need from a guy to say this guy does not belong in office? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and again, I everybody has their solutions that are you know that I probably don't agree with a lot of them, but at least if any poli- if trying to solve this, if you know? any politician with whatever letter D R
0: I as yeah. their name said that, I right. would never vote for them again. Never again. Would never vote for never again.
1: No, it's like it's you're disgusting. you're basically you're basically telling me you're incompetent. Get out can't, of the way.
0: Can't, can't solve that's this.
1: What, resign immediately. Like, that, yeah, what, yeah. There, I, I realize we have a lot of pressing issues, but if that's not up at the top, of near the top of the list, something is wrong. And to say, hey, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. Like, Goodbye,, yeah, it's Probably. sad.
0: we didn't even we didn't even mention it in the opening because it's sort of become commonplace. The one thing I do want to speak about is I normally don't get I don't want to say I don't get scared with these. I mean, i I feel confident and safe in our work environment. The one thing that sort of was eye opening and scary to me because like all the time, right, like it's like, oh, how'd they get in? They left the door open or something. But you see that video of what that gun did to that secured entry, mm-hmm. right? Like <laughs> Like so, I mean, what what what's next now? The secure entries aren't good enough. We're gonna put in like bulletproof glass because I mean that thing just tore that glass right through it. It took took seconds. Now, granted, that held her up and they were able to set. You know, you're you're able to hear that, but that to me was sort of my first eye opener. Went like, holy cow, you know. And again, I'm not a firearms expert. I'm not here to say I am. You know, would a pistol be able to do that same that quickly? you know, who knows that that's neither here nor there. Was no, semi, and shout out, me.
1: man. The Nashville, Nashville PD really looks oh, good on this. one. That, that, that video so, they put out. Yeah. yeah. And again, I, I, you know,
0: we were texting and those guys, like, I could not imagine going forward like that with the, and, and they were outgunned yes, with what this person had right, and these guys were just moving right ahead. And I tell you what, that's again, like we said, right most most teachers are doing their job are great people most police officers are too like those guys there uh, i mean didn't even pause and then knowing they were probably underarmed. so it is a sad story man and but you're right i'm glad you brought up that politician because i thought of that too um my hot mic take and i want your opinion on this sort of so i'm going to keep tying in with spring break a lot of people gone we were gone last year a lot of people so social media i'm on the you know instagram and facebook I think there's like two trains of thought, I guess, of people being on vacation. All right. There's a group of there's a I think there's a percentage of people that if they see a lot of posts, they don't they don't like it, I guess. All right. I, I, I'm not, I'm I'm not saying that's me. Or there's a group that like me. I love seeing people post stuff on their trips. I I, I, I have no jealousy. I have no
1: mm-hmm.
0: ill will. As a matter of fact, I'll often tell people, you know, and I, I've, I've told people post more, you know, like I love to see other places, places maybe that I'm not going to go. I, I don't get angry. Um, but I do know that some people are hesitant posting. I don't think it's as much as like safety of their house being broken into. I think people sometimes have this fear of, Oh, I hope people, I'm not, I hope people don't think I'm showing off, right? Like, I, I think that's a, a common thing with these social media posts. I just want to say on my behalf, I never think it's showing, like, this is what this is supposed to be for. You know, you guys are, you know, last year we were in Europe doing it. I enjoyed doing it. I enjoyed, you know, we did videos and stuff. We were enjoying ourselves this year. We're home. I'm get let me tell you what, I'm still enjoying myself. I had some great naps this week. <laughs> I, I've cleaned my office up here. Uh, but I love seeing what people are experiencing. Maybe oh, may, you know, I might even say, oh, that might be a place I might look to go to, or like, uh, or I'll ask them when they get back. Uh, what's your feeling on that? I'm curious
1: how you feel. Honestly, I, I don't, Mike. I don't, you're not going to be surprised on this. I'm I'm apathetic. Like it doesn't bother me. It, nobody's nobody's posts generally bother me necessarily. Uh, but I think with with spring break, there's so many posting it, you get over in, inundated with them, and therefore at that point. I just kind of stopped looking Um, if it's, I mean, I don't think anyone,
0: nobody's going to comment on our page and say, Oh yeah, I hate when people post, but there are, we, I know there are people that have that feeling. I just have, I I mean, I
1: looked at, I I looked at the page. Um, I did look, you know, it's here and there you see people on bumper cars. I kind of like seeing that kind of stuff, but there's just so many that, you know, it kind of like, I, I sort of just end up, but I'm not a big social media guy. Anyway, I, I go on Facebook or Twitter maybe two or three minutes a day. So I don't spend as much time. The page did um, send
0: me this cool picture from their trip. They didn't post it. It says number one doofus. I think it was a car. <laughs> uh, uh, I think it was a uh, plate in the uh, Simpsons world in Orla- or universe of Orlando. So, yeah, Um, I, I again, it's just something I thought of. And and I said it before too. I said, it, I made a post in December um, when college graduates were posting there. Cause you know, sometimes people graduate college in December. I'm a, I'm a December grad. I don't know if you were, uh, and they post like all their pictures, getting yeah. you know, in their gown, pictures with their family. And I always tell people, post away. Like that's something like, you know, I I have no problem with that. And I, I and I, I don't know. Maybe it's just as I get old. I get older. I, I I could care less what other people think. Um, uh, you know, I don't care what uh, others say. I just hope that sometimes people hold don't hold back because they're worried like people thinking, oh, they're bragging. Yeah. I never think that. Never think that. I think that's great that um uh you know and plus like i said i just like to again if i had my way i'd travel somewhere different every month i'm not mm-hmm. going to be able to do that so if other people go to these places or try these places out i'd love to see the pictures and see what's going on so
1: so when we go on our europe trip next year natalia and me you want me to post awake and i'll be
0: gladly probably sleeping on the couch again to opening day and
1: kind of a bummer again. that
0: you uh you're not going next year because we could have filmed past the mic in italy
1: it road again yeah i know
0: i know that's a bummer we, we might have to do a remote episode uh overseas i don't know what the wi-fi will be like there for you so
1: Damn.
0: all right well that looks like everything today back to the real world next monday although we next week's not a bad week for the kids of gibraltar half day thursday and then off on friday for a good friday i'm almost made it through all of lent no booze i made it through the big skopczynski wedding didn't have one drink uh, you, so I've, uh, yeah i mean um, i hope i didn't bring Me not having a drink for this long, it may have brought ill health on the Pope or something. I know he's not doing too well. So, (laughs) too soon, too soon. So, sorry. All right. All right. Well, hey, everybody, have a great week, and we will see you next week.